Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Caught Ball Watching Podcast. My name's Jerry Johnson and I'm your host. In this episode I spoke to Campbell Finlayson. Campbell's a Dundee United fan from Scotland who also has a keen interest in Spanish football. Together we discussed Steve Clark's appointment as Scotland manager, how Kilmarnock might replace him and numerous other issues in Scottish and Spanish football. So sit back, relax and hopefully you'll enjoy the show. Hello uh, and welcome Campbell to the uh, Caught Ball Watching podcast. Uh, Campbell's uh, going to have a chat with us today about uh, some stuff in Scottish football and a little bit about La Liga. Um, so basically the main reason that I wanted to talk to Campbell originally was obviously Scotland have just appointed Steve Clark as manager and I wanted to get your opinion on that today. So mm-hmm. so what's, what's your thoughts on Clark? Do you think he's the right man for the job or...? Well, I think it's a great appointment. I mean, you look at some of the names being banded about. They had the three main candidates were Clark, uh, Derek McInnes at Aberdeen, and Scott Gemmell, who's been the under twenties and the under twenty one manager, sorry, for years. So, of those three, I think Clark was probably the best option. I mean, what he's done to Kilmarnock this season has been fantastic. I mean, of course, he's had um, he won the PFA Manager of the Year, and he's he's just been great overall. To be perfectly honest, so for Kelly, he's got them into Europe. This season, for the first time in years as well, I mean, I'd yeah, be I very happy with the appointment to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't really remember Kilmarnock even in Europe before. They always were sort of they've always been about that league for a long time, but they've never sort of they've always been kind of mid table. Maybe the odd good result against Celtic or Rangers, but I think they won. Did they win the, the they won the league cup a couple of years ago? I think they beat Celtic in the final, but they've just always kind of seemed to be an also ran. But you know, he seems to have done a good job there. He certainly has. I mean. Scott, the national team obviously isn't doing too great. It seems a good appointment from that side. And if he can take the form he's had at Kilmarnock into the national side, then hopefully we could see Scotland qualify for the Euros. But of course, after the defeat of Kazakhstan, we're not all full of hope. But I mean, he's got the, the, the credentials, sorry. Some of the people he's worked with previously, other jobs as well, as assistant. And now he's come at Kilmarnock and he's done fantastic with them. Finishing third is great for a club. Of that size, I mean, they saw the weekend were playing Rangers and they had three sides rugby pack filled rather than only two as they normally do. And it's great to see, it's great for Scottish football as a whole. And hopefully, they can take that form into the national side. That's uh, the, the million dollar question, obviously, is can he take them to the Euros? Watch, obviously, the, the group stage hasn't started that well, obviously, with that loss away to Kazakhstan. They've got Belgium, Cyprus, Russia, Kazakhstan, and San Marino in the group. Do you think he can finish? top two in that group or do you think you're relying on the UEFA Nations Leagues? To be perfectly honest I can't say it. I think you have to beat teams like Kazakhstan, Cyprus and San Marino that's got to be six points home and away against both teams and then if you can get anything from Russia that's going to be the bonus but you can't see Russia going to Kazakhstan and lose. Well, they went to Kazakhstan one sorry you can't see them losing to a lot of these other sides I mean I think our best hope probably will have to be the playoff game against Finland I think it is as it stands I mean I guess but- that's where we're going to have to go Certainly, whenever Scotland got put into the third tier, I always looked. I remember at the time whenever Strachan left and McLeish came in, I thought that, that there was an opportunity there for, for somebody for Scotland to go in there. And obviously, it's been 1998 was the last tournament in the World Cup. And I just thought, you know, there's so, such passionate fans in Scotland and there's obviously so, um, you know, so much love for the national team. And so whoever goes in there and gets them to a major tournament at this stage is automatically a legend already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Strachan was doing a reasonably good job as well. 
people went backwards since McLeish's came in, and of course he, he was a lot older than he was when he when he had the job years previously. But I don't think he was the right appointment at all. And he was seemed to have struggled. Yes, he got us through the Nations League, but again, just after we were lost to Israel, of course. So hopefully Clark can take on from that and actually push us forward and do what McLeish couldn't. There's de- there's definitely there's there's some very good players in Scotland. It's probably the I would say certainly some of the younger players that Scotland have now at the minute are probably the most exciting they've had for a good long time. Obviously, you've got Robertson's Champions League final, but there's other players too there. You know, um, I I really like uh, McGinn that's went that went to Villa. Um, mm-hmm. there's, there's definitely there's other players. There's a lot of talent. Even you know the the guy um, McKenna Aberdeen is uh, attracting a lot of interest. Big transfer fees being talked about for him. I, I do think there's the squad there. And I think Clark, personally, I think Clark's a very good appointment. It's definitely the best appointment for, for a number of years. I never liked, uh, I never thought McLeish was the right man. And I, th- I was surprised Scotland went for him after what he'd done on them the last time where he went to Birmingham. I thought that was, I, I didn't think they should have went back. But I do think Clark's the right man. Well, let's hope so. I mean, it's been a long time coming, as you say. 20 odd years is, is not what you want. It's going to be tough. We see that defeating Kazakhstan really has made it a mountain, give us a mountain, a mountain to climb. Sorry, Cyprus is our next game, and then we play Belgium. I mean, you need to beat Cyprus. If you get anything against Belgium, you're doing very well. But I mean, you can imagine they'll be winning the group 100% record. Yeah. Just wait and see. What uh, What about then? Obviously, uh, Clark moving on leaves a leaves a vacancy in Kilmarnock. Have you heard any names yet about who might go there or? Ali McCoyce was actually mentioned the other day. I've been interested in the job, which whether Kilmarnock would want to go for him or not, I don't know. Derek McInnes is at Aberdeen. Another one, he says he's not interested in international management, didn't get the Scotland job. Imagine he'd stay at Aberdeen, but I mean, Kilmarnock, obviously, being Aberdeen in Europe this season, whether he wants to move there or not, I don't know. But another one I would like to see is Jim Goodwin at Alloa. He managed to keep them up in the Championship and what was a tiny budget compared to the rest of the league. So, I mean, I'd like to see him get a step up. I think in the team, maybe if St Mirren go down, it could be there, but I'd like to see him go to Kilmarnock. Mm-hmm. What about, uh, what would be your thoughts on, do you think they would maybe be interested in Neil Lennon if he if he doesn't get the Celtic job? Um, I don't know. It depends on whether Neil Lennon would be interested there as well. I'd, I'd imagine there'll be a lot of applicants for it, especially when they've now been in Europe, as we say, but Lennon's a strange one. I mean, Celtic fans don't seem to want him staying there. I don't think he will stay there. Whether he would take a drop down to Kilmarnock again, I don't know. I mean, he did well with Hibs as well, of course, before Celtic. But um, I mean, you never know what's going to happen, but I can't see it personally. Mm-hmm. Just obviously, Neil, Neil Lennon uh, brings us on nicely to the, the Scottish Cup final last weekend. Uh, Celtic and Hearts, what's your, what's your thoughts on that one? Celtic are, of course, big favourites. They'll obviously complete the treble treble if they can get it. But um, fans, they're not happy with Lennon at the minute the way Celtic have been playing. Obviously, they made some changes like the other week there, of course, but they lost pretty comfortably to Rangers at Ibrook. And they should be better than Hearts. beat them in the league at the weekend there, again, having made changes. But Hearts, it's obviously a cup game. They have a lot of fans there, and they'll step up their game as well. So they'll be confident they can try and shock Celtic. But I think Lennon will be eager to win something before he goes because chances are he's not going to be there next season either. So I think Celtic will probably win that game. I think obviously Celtic will be the will be big favourites, but it's obviously you're saying about Neil Lennon and the, and the fans and, and not really being a fan of him. I, personally, I, I am a Celtic fan myself, and 
I do. You know, Neil Lennon's done so much for the club over the years, and he was a great, he was a great player for the team. He won titles as captain. He won titles as a manager. But I don't think he's a man for Celtic. I, I just whenever, whenever he came in, obviously he came in at about a time whenever he came in for Rodgers, and everybody was, you know, shocked really at what had happened with Rodgers. And Lennon came in, and it was, you know, we got that that bit of time at the start because obviously, you know, he, he came back and and done done that for Celtic as such, but it just reminds me of why Celtic fans were starting to get a little bit annoyed with him by the time he was leaving, just with the, the style of the football, it just seemed straight away that like the amount of attack and intent in the team was was gone down, you know, they're, they're obviously going to be harder to beat, even in Europe, you know, Lennon done better in, in Europe than what Rodgers done, because they were harder to beat, Rodgers obviously played better football, but you know, whenever you're going up against the Man City's of PSG's, um, who do you, who do you think might uh, might be the next person for Celtic? Yeah, and there's a lot of names going around, a lot of big names as well. Celtic fans themselves don't seem uh, certain whether they want some of these names. On Davies Boas is another one you mentioned. Uh, Jose Mourinho, but again, I can't see him coming to Scotland. It's it's a strange one to see where they'll come from because no one expected Rodgers either. But he came in as you say, did a great job, winning the mm-hmm. going unbeaten in that season, and then winning obviously the double treble, and then I looked to make it three. I don't think Lennon will stay, as we say. I think he, he was only here uh, in a sort of part-time basis. He'll be away, but a lot of names, as we say, going around. Some interesting ones, but it's just a case of whether they'd be interested to come to the Scottish League. I mean, not a badly, of course. It's not, see, a lot of people don't watch it, but Celtic, nine times out of ten, are going to be the team that are going to win the game. So, I mean, it, it just depends on who's interested in seeing whether they want a bigger challenge or whether they look at Celtic and say, right, Europe is the main focus. So, it all depends, but I mean, as a Celtic fan yourself, who, who would you like to see? Because no one else seems certain at all. <sighs> to, be, to be honest with you, uh, there's, so, there's so many names, and I feel like we're getting, like you say, Mourinho, Vs Boas, um, Benitez is another one that's been talked about, and all those names are naturally getting me feeling a bit excited about who they're going to go for, and then suddenly you hear rumours that... Uh, David Moyes is Celtic's guest of honour at the cup final, and it, I do I do not want David Moyes in charge of Celtic. You know, it's uh, it's definitely not a, a good appointment for me. I'll, you know, he done well at Everton, but since then he is like he basically took over Manchester United, that were the best team in England, and look look like nothing's went right. You know, obviously you can't all put that in, in Moyes, but like he basically started that whole collapse, and it just had they just still have never recovered, and I just a fear that. He thought, you know, he's he's maybe one of these managers that can get the best out of a team that's maybe a mid table and push them up, but I just don't think he's cut out for going and winning leagues. And um, of the names I've heard, I would let I, I feel like I want somebody that's going to come in and play good football, but again, you know, them guys are all. It's all like you have a budget. How much money are you going to get to spend? I genuinely don't know. I would I would like the board to think about it. You know, it seemed it seemed like whenever Rogers left, it was like the first automatic solution was Neil Lennon. And they done it. They went brought Neil Lennon in and it didn't seem like there was much thinking done. So I would like them to maybe take a little bit of time. Obviously they can't afford to take too much because of Europe. But uh, I would like them to take a bit of time and maybe somebody that we're not necessarily thinking of, but somebody that's got a project, somebody that can do something moving forward work with the young players, somebody like Rogers, but obviously, you know, he's he's gone. But uh that I would like to 
maybe build on that progress. So, so um, moving on anyway, obviously, Celtic have, have eight in a row. Um, next season, do you think Rangers can go closer to them? Do you think anybody else can emerge from the pack to get closer? Or do you think it's Celtics again? Or? I don't think anyone else could come up. I mean, Rangers are only going to get stronger, obviously. If they lose Morelos, then that's a lot of goals they'll need to replace. But as much as Celtic have been poorer, you could say this season, they're still stronger than Rangers are. They're still stronger than the rest of the league. I mean, I can see it being 9, 10, 11, who knows how many, but I, I can't see anyone stopping them next season. The Rangers will improve, you'd imagine, but it's, it's still it's still just it's still too soft and seem to lose or draw even too many games that they really shouldn't be doing, sort of games that Celtic could win is. I mean, I cannot see past Celtic being at 9. See, just whenever you say about Morelos, what, do, you th- do you think Rangers will be better to cash in on him or do you think you keep him? Um... In terms of his goals, of course, they'd want to keep him, but I mean, his temperament has been a bit crazy this season. The amount of red cards, of course, he'd had. And he was so wound up with players. You could see that when they played Celtic at uh, Celtic Park last, just before the split there. And then just one moment of madness again. If people got under his skin, he's going to react to it. And it's the sort of thing that Rangers really can't afford. Of course, there's other players that will score that amount of goals, you would hope. But Morelos has been obviously the top scorer, so that's great for him. But so he just he would really need to sort his head out if he's to stay at Rangers for a long time. I do uh, personally. I think the best thing for Rangers to do is to keep him. I know obviously there's the issues with uh, with his temperament, but like the amount of goals he scored this season and whatever money they get, there's no guarantee that they're going to spend that amount of money on somebody that's going to come in. Like Celtic, obviously have a bigger budget. It's been a few years since they've had you know somebody that even whenever Dembele was there, his first season he scored a lot, and then the second season wasn't just as many. Edward hasn't hit the numbers that Morelos hit, you know. So to, to me, I think the the best thing for Rangers to do there would be to keep him. It all depends as well. I mean, if Steven Gerrard and his backroom staff and things, if they can get him to keep his head and remain calm and produce the same sort of form again, then that's going to help. But I mean. It's, it's behind that as well. Rangers, they are a good side, but when Morelos isn't performing and they're not scoring enough goals behind them, they're conceding too many and they're drawing too many games. We see, and they really need to fix that as well. It's not all, so it's not all about Morelos. But Rangers are a big enough club that they should be challenging Celtic for the league. They shouldn't be as far behind them as they have been this season. Okay, and uh, moving on then to uh, a match that I know is going to be close to your heart is the playoff match. This week, so we've done Dionita and St Mirren. What do you think the chances for Dundee Dionita? Um, well, we beat St Mirren in the cup back in February, but both teams have improved drastically since then. St Mirren are unbeaten in the last six. They were very unlucky actually in the end not to stay up. But um, without going into the playoffs, sorry, but it's. I think Thursday at Tannadice is going to be a really really big game. If St Mirren can get a goal there and go down, even going home, if they lose to United by a goal or something, then they'll be fine. But. United are really thinking to take the lead to Paisley to try and think of it. They're a stuffier team now. They're not great, but neither are United is the main problem. And it just, just depends who turns up. Obviously, we've got a bit of momentum now, having beaten Inverness in quarterfinals last week. Or nothing there on aggregate. But St Mirren, as I say as well, they're, they're hitting that bit of form. So if they can keep that going, it'll be a really, really intriguing game. So I, I don't really want to predict what's going to happen. There will be a nervy 180 minutes for right, both sets of fans either way. Yeah, I um, personally, obviously, I don't really have any 
preference as such, but it's sort of you're going down the lines of like Dundee United traditionally would be one of the biggest clubs in Scotland. Obviously, the time in the eighties when I think they're the only team that have beat Barcelona four out of four. You can mm-hmm. correct me. I think they they, they beat Barcelona home and away twice in European European games. Um, traditionally, you know they are they're one of the biggest clubs in Scotland. I think the Scottish league would be a better league without them. Or with them, sorry, I'll be, I'll be offending you at that. But, um, they, from a, just a personal point, I do have a wee bit of a soft spot for St Mirren, just purely because of Oran Kearney. Um, coming from uh, coming from Ireland here, Oran uh, Kearney was was at Coleraine, won the Scottish or won the Irish Cup with Coleraine, and then got the St Mirren job. You know, and obviously the Irish league's not really like it's not a professional league, and for somebody to go from. Coleraine in Northern Ireland to manage in the in the Scottish Premier League. You know, it was it was a big it was a big step. So it's it's one that, you know, for football here, people are looking to see how he does. But as I say, I do think you know, Dundee United's a massive club and I think the league would be a better a better league with all the best teams because you had a couple of years ago there, you had Dundee United, you had Hibs, you had Hearts, you had Rangers. They were all in they were all in the different divisions. I don't think they maybe were all there was three of them. I know the two Edinburgh sides and Rangers were in there at once, and then Dundee United went down, and they had a season, at least a season with Hibs were in it. And you know, you want all your big, your biggest clubs in the top division, but uh, we'll see obviously what happens. And uh, I wish you uh, and the the Dundee United well, and obviously, uh, it would be good to see them back. But uh, so I know you do a wee bit of wee bit of work as well on the women's football. Mm-hmm. Seen a few, seen a few articles and stuff that you've wrote about it. Um, I just wanted to ask basically about Scotland's. Uh, obviously the, the ladies are going to the World Cup this summer. I know they beat Brazil in a friendly. Uh, what what's your thoughts and uh, how do you think they'll do? Um, well, they've got a very tough group. I mean, two of the best sides in the world in England and Japan. Fancy again, England probably favourites to win the group. Argentina is going to be a similar sort of side to Brazil, maybe not quite as strong as the Brazilians. So Scotland will look at the Argentine game in Paris and think that's a chance for us to get a win. And I think some of the best third place teams actually go through, if I'm right in saying that, into the knockout stages. So I mean, if they can get that there, Japan is a, could be very tough as well. They can try and get a draw there. They're doing great, but of course, I mean, for the, just just qualifying has been a fantastic achievement for the first time ever it's happened. And um, it's giving the men something to look up to as well because no one in Scotland has had um, not a good time of watching the men's playing, but the women's team, the women's team, sorry, has just got fantastic. Their qualification there, it grew uh, against Switzerland, I think, in the last home game, over 4,000 fans at it, and that's the biggest for a women's game. That's going to be broken, I think, next week, however, they're playing uh, Jamaica at Hamden in a warm up game before they go. But I think they're just pleased to get there and just go and. Just do the themselves, do the country proud, which I think they will, and then we'll just see what happens. I mean, they're not expected to win these games, but you never know what can happen on the day. Do you? It's a, is as obviously as you say there, the the group is tough. Um, it looks like that Argentina game is probably a bit of a cup final. Um, with as you're saying, they they are. I think it's the same way that the the men's Euros worked, where there was twenty four teams, so the four best third place teams goes through. So. Obviously, you're looking England and Japan. They're both teams that are probably getting in their aspirations of possibly winning or, or getting to the, the latter stages of it, you know. But um, as you say, it's it's a great achievement for the for the Scotland uh, women's team, and it's the first time. Then obviously, the men haven't been at a tournament since 1998. Um, again, it was it was in France as well, and uh, obviously, it, 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 
I remember, I remember myself watching it. I don't know if you're old enough to remember it properly as such, but the uh, it was uh, it was a good tournament. Obviously, they they done well against uh, Brazil. Obviously, they were it was it was tight one each, and then they they lost it, but didn't do great then in the last couple of games. But no, it would be nice to see them doing doing well in the World Cup. So, what I'm going to move on to now, and obviously how me and you first uh, knew of each other was talking about La Liga. We both are interested in the Spanish. Spanish football, so obviously Barcelona's won another league title. Do you think they were worthy winners in the end? Um, yes, I think I mean, Real Madrid were very poor, obviously, behind them. Atletico went great either. Barcelona have won the league, they were happy, but overall I think they'll be disappointed this season because, again, Champions League have not done very well. The Copa del Rey final next week, but they were the best team in the league. But as you can see, even with the points, I think it's the lowest winning points total in the last 10 years or something like that. But it was, it was pretty easy at the end for Barcelona to win it, I think. What, uh, obviously, there seemed to be a real backlash after Barcelona lost in the Champions League to Liverpool about Valverde. Do you think he'll stay? Um, I'd like to see him stay. I think a lot of the Barcelona fans are just quick to jump on these things. Yes, two years in a row, two heavy leads they've got at home and twice have thrown it away, but whether he stays or not, I don't think he will stay. I would like him to, but the way the fans are complaining, you would imagine he'll leave again. Who replaces him? It's, it's another one. It could be similar to the Celtic situation we're talking about, where someone comes in sort of temporary before they get the man they want following season or something. But I think he will be away as much as I personally wouldn't let him go. I think I, I do agree, obviously, that the Barcelona fans. I, I find with, with Barcelona fans, there's two very different bands. You have the, uh, you have the sort of online Barcelona fan who... It's very extreme, very reactionary. Everything that, that happens, it goes wrong. You know, it's a, a disaster. Whereas people are actually also because it's a member's own club and to be a member, you have to have an address in uh, Catalonia. The, the members themselves are nowhere near as hardcore. They're nowhere near as, uh, you can see whenever, like every Barcelona fan you'll talk to online, nobody li- likes a, likes a president. But whenever they had an opportunity, anytime they have an opportunity to hold votes, they're voting for them. You know the the Catalan fans, so I I do I think uh, I think from from the noises that are coming, I think Valverde's going to be there for another season, at least. And uh, personally, I think uh, obviously you've the two absolute meltdowns in the Champions League the last two seasons, but nine times out of ten he's made Barcelona more uh, like more of a, a better unit, a better better defensively as such, but. The, the fact that the two meltdowns, you know, you can't purely blame that on the manager as the players didn't turn up as such, but it's uh, it's a tough one to know what to do with. But um, obviously, one of the other big stories in Spain at the minute is Griezmann is going to move on from Atletico Madrid. Do you think he'll end up at Barcelona or where do you think he could go? It seems that way. I mean, I'm not really sure where else he could go. He would move to Real Madrid, of course. You look at those other teams in Europe. Real Madrid have Ronaldo, so he's going to be the main man there. PSG, of course, have got the likes of Cavani, Neymar, and Bappe. So, I mean, I think Barcelona seems to be where he's going. I think that's where the player himself wants to go. Whether he'll fit there or not, again, it's a different one. Similar to a lot of players that have joined, he was the main man at Atletico. Going to Barcelona again, he's not going to be behind Messi. But I think he's obviously he's a fantastic player, and can't really drop him. So he would be playing, but. It just depends on whether he suits that Barcelona style or not, which I'm not sure he would. I think, uh, 
obviously you're saying about it being the main man as well. I, I think there's part of me sort of looks at Griezmann and I think he's better as the mate, the man off the striker as such where that, that's always going to be messy. I think if Barcelona are, are going to be getting someone else, they need to be starting to look maybe towards replacing Suarez. But obviously at his age, I know he's the same, roughly the same age as Messi, but you're maybe looking at getting somebody in there and I don't think Griezmann's really going to play that role as such. So I don't I don't know exactly where they're, they're going to fit him in. And for the money that they're talking, it's an expensive expensive gamble, I think. It is. Again, I mean, there's... There's so many players have got in these attacking positions. Trying to fit them all in, you're not going to keep everybody happy. As you see, Griezmann probably is best in that Messi position. Suarez seems he's still going to score goals no matter what age he is. But again, if you did let him go, Griezmann's playing behind. Again, Messi's having to move position or Griezmann's having to move position. And then you've got no one up front. So who would you bring in to replace Suarez? Personally, I would have been looking at... Uh... Luka Jovic at uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. I think he's a good, good young talent. But again, you know, Paco Alcazar looked like a good, good young talent when he came in a couple of years ago. And you know, if you're going to be just sitting in the bench, essentially you're just you're you're getting wasted. You know, so obviously, um, just to move to talking about Griezmann again, the uh, Athletic and Madrid are obviously losing Griezmann. Um, Godin's gone. Lucas is gone. There's a number of other players. Um, I think uh, Juan Fran, possibly Philippe Louise. They're all seem to be losing a lot of players. Do you think they could maybe slip back now, or do you think you know it's a, it's obviously an important summer for them? It's gonna be a massive rebuilding job. And you see, they're losing pretty much the spine of their team. Simeone's obviously the more well done the years he's been there, and if he's still the manager, he's gonna have a lot of work to do to change it. But they're always gonna be a tough team to play. Realms are only get, going to get better, so maybe fans didn't overtake Atleti, but they're not going to fall away too far. Third, fourth, places like that is where you're going to be looking at them. I think they're not, yes, they're losing a lot of players, but they've still got some quality players in the team. Talking about Koki, obviously, Alvaro Morata, likely going to be the Eagle Cost, is obviously leaving now, so Morata going to have to step up even more. So, I mean, I think they'll still be there or thereabouts, but whether they can challenge for first, perhaps even second, also remains to be seen who they get in. And uh, while while we're in Madrid, what about Real? What do you, do you, it certainly looks and sounds like they're going to spend a lot of money this summer. So, what uh, do you think they're hazard? Who all do you think they might they might go for? Hazard's obviously been mentioned as you say quite a lot. He would be the perfect fit for Real Madrid, in my opinion. I think you should probably get him in. Going forward, they've got a lot of good players, but obviously maybe a lot of young talent. And they're not they're not bought a Galactico as such. In a few years, so Hazard may come in. Talk about Jovic, say for Barcelona, he was supposed to go to Real Madrid, but apparently that's not the case. As I've heard today, I'm not sure what the truth is in that right enough. So, I mean, they will again, they're going to need to bring in a good few players. It's going to be busy across both sides of Madrid, I would think, in the summer. Just, it just depends who recruits better to challenge Barcelona at the top. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's, it has been a while since the whole Real Madrid went full Galactico as I last summer expected it to happen whenever they lost Ronaldo and I thought they were going to spend really big then um, disappointing season will probably have them even more fired up to come back um, so I think we'll wrap it up there but what, what I will ask you to do just before we go is a prediction for the cup final on Saturday night Barcelona Valencia Valencia have caused Barcelona problems in both games obviously drawn home and away 
They did well getting to the Europa League semi-final as well. No score, but I think Barcelona probably edge it. See goals. I'm going to say 2-1 to Barcelona, I think. So you want I'll go uh, I'll go maybe uh, maybe 1-0 KJ KJ game but uh, thanks uh, thanks for coming on and uh, we'll uh, hopefully hear from you again obviously there's plenty to be talked about in Scotland and Spain and there'll be plenty of stuff happening over the summer and you'll uh, you'll maybe want to talk about Dundee United and their title charge next season you know so Let's just see what happens on Thursday and Sunday before I say anything. But uh-huh. <laughs> well, th- thanks very much now for coming on. Okay, so um, thank you. That was Campbell Finlayson, who I hope you'll agree made some interesting points regarding the Scottish and Spanish game. If you'd like to come on for a discussion, feel free to get in touch, and I'm sure we're going to have a good chat about the world of football. In the meantime, it would be greatly appreciated if you could tell your friends about this podcast in person and on your various social media accounts. Until next time, I've been your host, Jerry Johnson. Thanks for listening.